High School Slumber Party is brought to you by the Cage Club Podcast Network. For all things Cage Club related, head on over to cageclub.me. That's cageclub.me. Welcome, kids of New York City, skaters, those of you on the stoop, and a special shout out to you young writers out there writing the thing that you were born to make. This is High School Slumber Party, the podcast where we and some friends look back at our teenage years through the lens of some iconic high school-centric films. I'm Brian Rodriguez, and the pool party's at my place this evening, but first... Let's chat about what's going on. And the first thing that's going on, I'm not one to brag. It doesn't matter. It's actually not a brag because I don't like getting older. But, hey, it's my birthday today. What, what? Fridays are for fun. I felt like I had to mention it because Fridays are for fun. And the podcast comes out on Friday. And it's my birthday. So, I don't know. That's not enough reason. I don't know what it is, but we got a really dope movie for you today, and I'm saying it like that for a reason, because we're talking about kids. You want to put your actual kids to bed before listening to today's episode. It is NC-17 rated, that's for sure. My guest is my cousin Pumpkin, and those of you who are fans of the show might remember my cousin Pumpkin from our live 100th episode where he promised to get a Goofy Movie tattoo. Don't worry, we're going to address that on this episode, but we got some housekeeping to do before we head to the pool. So, have you hit that subscribe button yet? Whether you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, or Stitcher, if you have, thank you. If not, hit it now. Please hit that subscribe button. And while you're there, why don't you give us a nice little five-star rating? Why don't you write us a sweet little review? That would be nice. And of course, you can check us out always at the archives at cageclub.me. That's cageclub.me. That's the home, the flagship. Speaking of archives, did you listen to Monday's episode? No, it was not a babysitting episode. It was even better. It was a Hudson 5 episode. That's right. Kate Hudson stopped by. And we talked The Heavenly Kid. That was a fun one. 
And if you remember, I was having a little bit of a feud with my staff here, and I thank you for coming, and I thank you for making my drink last week. That's going to continue today. So get your uh, drinking gloves ready. Is that a thing? I don't think that's a thing. I shucked a lot of oysters last weekend, so I'm thinking shucking gloves. Get your barman's kit ready. Get that little towel for wiping the bar down. Get that little mixing device. You can tell I'm a real mixologist because I know the exact names of all these things. Bitters, right? Cool. Anyway, get that ready because before that, it's Friday. And though they're for fun, they're also informative because we have high school movie news. This is Brian Rodriguez for High School Movie News. First things first, I got a little bit of homework. So, new TV show, I think, or I don't even know if we're calling them TV shows anymore, but new Netflix show, Teenage Bounty Hunters. You know I don't do TV shows, but I gotta check this one out because our man Charlie Talbert is apparently in it. You know Charlie Talbert, star of Angus. He's been on this podcast a ton of times now. We gotta have him back on soon. But I'm gonna check out Teenage Bounty Hunters, and I'm gonna let you know what I think. Speaking of new stuff, lots of new kind of indie stuff announced. We have a film called Endless. Not getting great reviews, but it has Alexander Shrip and Nicholas Hamilton. If you see that, and you like it or you don't like it, let me know. That's for sure. We got another film coming down the pike that I want to watch. It is called, let me get my notes, Words on the Bathroom Walls. Charlie Plummer and Taylor Russell. I got to see this one. This one looks good. It's another YA adaptation. Hopefully it's more like To All the Boys and less like The Kissing Booth. That's for sure. Some other films you might want to look out for. And again, if you see these, let me know. I don't have time to watch all of them. Joey Lewandowski, The Godfather, actually recommended this one. Or he told me to watch it, at least. It's called Chemical Hearts. Gotta check that one out. Some other news in the high school slumber party universe, if you will. Brad Pitt, Jennifer Aniston, in a high school movie today? Well, not exactly. I don't know why I'm doing it like that, but... Apparently, Brad Pitt and Jennifer Aniston are going to do a table read of Fast Times at Ridgemont High together. I was so excited when I read the headline because I thought it was going to be like, oh my god, are they doing a teen movie together now? Or, oh my god, are they like remaking Fast Times? But nope, it's just a table read. Still, kind of juicy gossip there, you'd have to say. Now, this might not be teen, but it is preteen, and it definitely relates to kind of stuff we're talking about today a little bit, unfortunately. Netflix has issued an apology. They actually made a French preteen movie called Cuties about a preteen who gets involved in a hip-hop dance group. What's wrong with this? You have to check out the original poster. Wow. Definitely sexualizes this preteen. Not cool, Netflix. Not cool. Netflix giveth. Netflix taketh. Hopefully it evens out, but at least they apologize for that. That's for sure. So I think that's it. I'm going to try to check out these new movies, but like I said, if you check them out, definitely, definitely let me know what you think about them. If they're worth covering on this podcast, always appreciate your feedback. Anything else in high school? 
In regards to high school movie news, well, the next thing we're really looking forward to is that Bill and Ted 3. It's dropping soon. We'll talk about coverage for that film at another time. This is Brian Rodriguez, and this has been an edition of High School Movie News. This time it was more like High School Movie. You should watch this maybe. Let me know. But it's my birthday. Cut me some slack. That Brian Rodriguez, always so knowledgeable, always so reliable. I love High School Movie News. And you might have noticed I've changed into my kimono and my swimsuit. Yes, it's a little skimpy, but it's my birthday. I can show as much skin as I want. Thank you for coming today to celebrate with me, and I expect you to be behind the bar where you belong, mixing me my drinks. And I've been having tiki drinks all summer, but you know what? I just want to have my favorite drink today. And my favorite drink today is a Moscow Mule. Very different than the drink I happen to have on this episode of Kids with my cousin Pumpkin. Woo! He went all out. We'll talk about it, but he got the 40s. (laughs) Kids, yeah. If you've seen it, great. If you haven't seen it, you might be a little lost or disgusted by these clips, but you gotta see it, trust me. And guys, you could find it for free these days. It's on the Supreme website, and I mentioned it on this podcast, but if you can't find it, hit me up. Hit me up on our social media, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, or at our email at highschoolslumberparty at gmail.com highschoolslumberparty at gmail.com. I will give you the free and easy link, and you could watch kids at your own risk so you can realize what we're talking about and the vibe we tried to create here. And I want to thank my cousin for creating this vibe. It's just two cousins kicking it back and talking, and I hope it comes through in your ears like that because that's what it felt like, and it was so dope to use his words. Well, yeah, I think he says the word dope. He he says a lot of lingo that I don't really use, but I do appreciate it, that's for sure. One quick correction before we dive in. I always thought it was pronounced Harmony Corinne. Apparently people are telling me it's Harmony Corinne. Apologies, Harmony, for mispronouncing your name. So you know what to do now. Put on your favorite swimsuit. Tell your mother you're working at Brian's now for his birthday and celebrating too, and celebrating too. I'm not that much of a miser because we're about to get our party on, our kids party on. Wait, no, that's not right. The movie's called Kids. It's not for kids. You get it. But we're going to play a song from Mac Miller. We talk about him a lot today. He was inspired by this film. The song is called Kicking Incredibly Dope Shit, the intro. Boy, I sound hip. (laughs) See you on the other side. When you're young, not much matters. When you find something that you care about, then that's all you got. When you go to sleep, at night you dream of music. When you wake up, it's the same thing. It's there in your face. You can't escape it. Sometimes when you're young, the only place to go is inside. That's just it. Music is what I love. Take that away from me, and I really got nothing. This shit right here, just feel like a million bucks. 
germ. Make sure I'm coming through clear here. Most dope what it is. Ladies and gentlemen, you are now in tune to kids. Uh, motherfucker, I feel like the hardest working kid in America. Playing with the pros, I remember being amateur, but now I'm rocking shows. See the lights from the camera phone. See my people in their hands up. Yeah, the game a girl trying to tease, but don't plan to fuck. My older brother told me that I'm finally manning up. Cause I've been a fuck up if you ask me. But I'm still praying that my teachers gon' pass me. Letters from my soul, scriptures from the Torah. Only give you what you like. I'm a station on Pandora. Rock a sag, my girl, tell me, pull my shorts up. Rock solid, homie. I'm built for a tough. Sip a little lean, smoke a little weed. We just trying to keep it cool, so we blast the AC. There you go. <laughs> uh, Cheers to. Oh, yeah. To doing this. I'm nervous about this. Don't, don't be nervous. Don't be nervous. Yeah. We're just chilling in your place. Just chilling All kid right. style. Hopefully not to that extent, but chilling in your place. Well, I try to create that atmosphere. Yes. Yes, That's you did. In, in, in many ways. Well, I'm happy to be your apartment. Happy to have you on. How do you want to go by on this podcast? Do you want to be pumpkin like people know you? Do you want to be Franklin Rodriguez? You, I, I think we should name? go with just like Cousin Pumpkin. <laughs> cousin Pumpkin. I like that. I like that. Yeah. You, you can become a character on the show. I feel like you have a little bit. I guess. I mean, that's what you've said, but I don't know. Well, like your fans don't really know me. Fans of the show do know you from our live 100th episode because you made a very important promise there. A promise that you intend to keep. We're going to talk about that promise a little bit later, but of course, you agreed to get a tattoo from the Goofy movie, of course, the Disney animated film, a film very different than kids. Yeah, definitely (laughs) different than kids. (laughs) It's for kids, but different kind of movie. Around the same time, too, ironically. You know, Toy Story, uh, the original one came out around the same time as kids, I think the same year. Yeah, 90, probably, I think 95, yeah, that makes sense. (laughs) Yes, so, you know, the fans have voted, but coronavirus happened things got weird you have not gotten the tattoo yet and the voting is still open but we're (laughs) we're gonna talk about that a little bit later first we're here to talk about kids 1995's kids i remember talking one day with you and we were just talking about you're like oh you do that podcast about high school movies like oh have you done kids yet and i'm like no i haven't done kids so here we are Many I'm, years later, not many years later, probably. A I'm year surprised later. you haven't done kids. It's a yeah. polarizing film. I'll tell you oh, that much. Yeah, I'm surprised that this is the first time you've seen kids. Kind of feel like it'd be right, too. right up your alley. You know, I don't know about that. Well, yes and no. Well, yeah, no, not like <laughs> everything about kids. But. <laughs> we'll get into it. But first, your first time guest on this podcast officially. So first time guest always. Well, guests introduce themselves the same way. You gotta say your name. However you want to say it, your high school, your high school graduating year optional, and your high school team name. Oh, okay. Since we already decided, we'll just go with Cousin Pumpkin. Cousin Pumpkin here. Um, I went to Manchester High School down Jersey Shore. Graduated in 2011. Go Hawks forever and always. <laughs> go Hawks. All right. Yeah, of so course, man. Before, you know. Talking about kids, because we got a lot to talk about here. As a first-timer, what were you like in high school? What was your high school experience like? Ooh, I don't know. I mean, it depend, depended like where in high school you're talking about. 
Do you want my whole like high school journey real quick? I if mean, I can, was like, if you can fit it in the show, sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Going into high school, I was definitely like more shy. I mean, people knew me, but I was definitely like a little bit shy, not as outgoing. But then I definitely grew out of that by the time I was like a junior, and then I really going back like going into kids like you know how our family you know how we we could definitely get down and we could party and i never really had that that life outside of our family and i definitely started searching for that and getting more outgoing like my junior senior year in high school plus you know dominican parents could be a little strict sometimes so it's not the <laughs> easiest but <laughs> how far apart are we in age i don't know like but nine no not nine years. No, that feels like a long i don't know I'm 26. I don't even know how. I'm about to be 27. This is my birthday episode, guys. This is is happy birthday to me today. Yeah, it is. It's your birthday. (laughs) Well, when this comes out, it'll be your birthday, right? Yeah. Yeah. So we're seven years apart, more or less. I was going to say seven. Okay, yeah, seven. seven. So, you know, we we went to high school, I feel like, at very different times. Even though it wasn't that far apart, the music that you guys listened to was different. Just like the people, like... Oh, no, for sure, definitely different. Like, Justin Bieber's a kid to me, but to you, he's an adult, and that's weird. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, Justin Bieber is, like, my contemporary. You know? <laughs> but I still see him, like, as a child. I right. get that. I mean, you probably feel the same way about, like, Miley Cyrus. Oh, yeah, for sure. And yeah, I used to always love Hannah Montana, <laughs> and I still love Miley Cyrus. But we saw Miley Cyrus grow up from, like, a little girl, so, like, well, it, I grew a little up different later. perspective. But I feel like, you know... Once you become an adult, you're in that cool mid 20s stage. Maybe it's your quarter life crisis. I don't know, but it's a you know it's a milestone time. Once you hit thirty, you start. That's why I can't figure out my age half the time. You stop counting the years. You know, every year in your twenties is precious. Hold on to it. And if you're listening in your twenties, hold on to them, guys. We'll see. I guess <laughs> I don't know. Well, yeah, I feel like every year is precious, even your thirties. Yeah, I feel like you should treat them all the same. You know. <laughs> Never know where life's gonna take you. I know you. Uh, you've told me about one of your favorite high school moments, creating this video for your history class. Oh yeah, that video's kind of fucked up. More fucked up than kids? Nah, nah. But like, <laughs> I clearly have like Sacagawea giving Bill Clinton a blowjob in there, and like, oh, well, we just said it. <laughs> Bill, yeah, Bill Clinton was getting mad blowjobs from mad people. <laughs> History. I love hearing that because that's not even when you went to high school. Like, no, well, <laughs> it's not even right, when well, I like, went to high school. Like, it was my AP history project, and we either had to do a presentation or like you can show history from from when uh, Spanish came here and like the English, you know, take over the colonies and shit to modern day at that time. So I did that, you know, through movies, and then. We had the cross-country team traveling through time. <laughs> and yeah, Bill Clinton was giving mad blowjobs. <laughs> I think I got an A on that. Hey, and you incorporated history. Your teacher was cool enough. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> now, kids, we don't actually see high school. They're definitely teenagers. They tell us their ages throughout. And you're absolutely right. I haven't seen this movie it seems weird because, like you said, it's kind of in my wheelhouse or a movie that I'm I more curious see. to find out what you think about this movie. <laughs> well, it's funny because as soon as I started mentioning this film to people, and especially after I posted it on Instagram and, and Facebook and Twitter, the reaction was amazing. Not amazingly positive. Some people were like, oh my God, can't it's wait very for this split. episode. Yeah. 
polarizing. Some people were like, uh, yeah, this movie's the worst, or oh my god, like you get a re- you can't watch this film and not get a reaction. I think that's fair to say. I got one just from reposting. Um, my friend's girlfriend. Well, she said she's gonna listen to it now because she's curious about oh, my good. opinion. Oh, good. But uh, I forget exactly what she said. But she was like, "Kids laugh my ass off," like something like that. Like I don't know. That's how I feel. Like she summed it up best. That's how that movie makes me feel. <laughs> I, I didn't really see it as a comedy, but we'll get into it. And, and you alluded to this before. You, you've We're having a very kids vibe today. We're in your apartment in New York City. This is a very New York City film. I mean, I live a couple blocks from you, so it's not... I didn't thing. realize that until I rewatched oh, really? how New York it was. Oh, was such like, oh, a New York man. film. And I love New York films. So I was definitely into that, especially New York in this era, which we'll talk about a little bit. But you, you brought the 40s. Well, kind of. I have what the half 40. What is it? The twenty-two. You, you got like, uh, yeah, you got a tall 20. boy Heineken, <laughs> which you see in the movie, and that's why I opted for it. And I got a Colt forty-five. Oof! I really want to get an old English because I've never had an old English, but they didn't have it. I think and they did. I didn't see old English. Oh, sorry. I think it was in the other fridge. Uh, <laughs> but that dude, that's plastic now. Like, come on. Plus, but, no, but old English, old English is still classic. Talk to Chris about it. My brother Chris. Oh, I'm he sure. used to drink old English. <laughs> So I wanted because I never had old English. I've had Colt forty five. A good OE. Well, Colt forty five works every time. So yeah, you should go. And you're a Colts fan, so tomorrow might be a problem. <laughs> Colt forty fives never sit well. No, no, and that's why I opted for the fancy beer in 1995. Heineken was like one of the only imports. So classic me, the fancier option. So when you first brought up kids to me, you almost in the second breath. You brought up your favorite rapper, maybe your hero, rest in peace, Mac Miller. I mean, I wouldn't go that far. He's definitely not my hero, but I do love Mac Miller. I mean, he's not your favorite rapper. He's probably he's yeah, probably. I mean, like I wouldn't say he's the best rapper alive, though. Well, he's not alive. Well, yeah, but I probably listen to him the most out of anybody else. Yeah, definitely. I mean, he's the reason I even watched kids. I would have never even knew what this movie is. Because you mentioned to me, and I was listening to a little bit when we got here, uh, like his first mixtape was based on kids. And from listening to it, he has clips of the movie on the mixtape. Yeah. Well, it's not his first mixtape, but this mixtape is what put him on the map. Gotcha. gotcha. After this one, he released his album, which is the shirt I'm wearing. Blue slide fork. But um, no, yeah, throughout the entire mixtape he has quotes from kids you know and look i don't know enough about the album but just like listening to some of the songs it seems like it's like a through line through the album like this is something he watched the movie he's like shit like i'm gonna relate this to my life i mean i feel that way like i didn't really find anything concrete like answer wise but just being as a fan that listens to him and stuff i feel like his view on the movie was like yo like this is kind of me and my boys and my clique and like this is how we grew up not necessarily you know, raping people. No, no, no. Like I hope that. not. I hope not. But, you know, but probably the drugs, you well, know, probably the crazy, yeah, the crazy parties, you know. And I mean, I get that. I didn't have that in high school, but I had a glimpse of that, like, right after high school. And uh, I think you mentioned that's the ten- it's the 10th anniversary of that album. What's it exactly called again? It's not actually called Kids, but something like that. Well, yeah, I mean, like, if you see it, it's going to say Kids. It has the font, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it looks like. But it's like K-I-D-S. Kicking incredibly dope shit. <laughs> that's what it is. Awesome, awesome. That's what, that's what we're doing here right now. It's true, it's true. You we're know? kicking it. I got my hiney. That's it. 
I don't think they called it that, but now it's interesting that like a song like that or a concept album like that could bring you into this film because this film, God, it's hard to find these days. I had to really track it down. I ended up ordering a DVD that just came in, but if I didn't have it, I uh, referred you to a link as well. You could watch it, guys, if you haven't seen it on Supreme. You, you probably all know Supreme. It's that big. I guess they're like a skateboarding brand. They're like a brand of everything. Yeah, I didn't know that fucking the this guy, uh, not Tully, the other guy, Oliver. I think his real name is like Oliver Perez or Oliver, the the second lead. Casper? Yeah, Casper. Yes. Casper was like part of the main Supreme group. Apparently. skate well, group well, that these all were all started. skaters. Yeah. Yeah. This movie's so skater culture. This movie's so, again, 1995, New York. I know I was only like seven years old or so, you know, but going into New York in 1995, it's a different world than the New York we live in today. And I love seeing that here. Yeah, like that guy in real life, he grew up in Murray Hill. Like, if you grew up in Murray Murray Hill right now, I'm like, damn, man. (laughs) Most of these neighborhoods we see, we see the Upper East Side, and that's where they go at one point, and it's shit, you know? We see East Village. We see the world has changed so much. New York has changed so much since 1995. From what I was reading, his character was like based on him in a way. I mean, like that guy's lifestyle and like how he lived every day. Like he lived in a basement with a bunch of skater kids. Honestly, would not surprise me. Uh, You know, we're going to talk about the cast in a little bit. And these characters here are just like the interesting story that this film has. But I know you guys out there are like, you know, you either are excited to listen to this episode because you love this movie, or you're like, I hate this movie. Stop talking about it. But who cares? We're just going to have as much fun as possible today. And I just wanted to bring up, Supreme put it on their website because it's the 25th anniversary of kids. I wish you could stream it in more places. I'm not sure why you can't, but you know what? There's a little bit of a charm with that. There's a little bit of a charm that I'm not turning on Netflix and I see kids up there like it feels well, cooler yeah. that it's underground like well, that it has to be <laughs> because just I mean for me just the way it makes me feel you know after you watch that film you definitely like feel something after watching that movie it's not like uh, you know you just put this movie on you watch it and then you just go to bed and chill like yes, I've been the, thinking about like it like of glory or something like oh cool no, Will Ferrell yeah, movie no. yeah <laughs> Like on so many levels, like how many high school films you watch, and the like, the cast is clearly like thirty. Oh, you I talk about I, it all the time. You know what we, I'm saying we talk about it every week. Yeah, like when I put it on, and my girlfriend was sitting here with me. She's like, "Is this real? Are these people really fifteen banging right now?" <laughs> like she asked me multiple times, like if it was a documentary, almost. Well, I was like, no. <laughs> it's really funny about this film that people actually went to the theater at the time and. This film did not blow up. It was not a hit or anything. If you saw it, you saw it. If you didn't, you didn't. But people went to the theater, and a lot of people walked out disgusted, thinking it was a documentary. Like, oh my god, they didn't stop this shit from happening? Yo, I read some other shit that, like, uh, totally. Mm-hmm. Him in, like, real life, he worked in, like, a skate shop or whatever, and people used to call up there thinking it was a documentary. And they'd be like, yo, I know you're that kid from Kids. Like, I'm going to come and fuck you up. Yeah, I read that too, and I get it. I mean, I get it. Like, not that I would threaten someone, but if you knew that guy, you yeah. like, Tully is the worst, you know. But so, the film was criticized in some circles for not having any redeemable characters. I don't know if I agree with that, but certainly um, there's a I, lot to be uh, left to be desired. I don't agree with that. 
but like it gets to a point where I understand that, you know, <laughs> like I feel guilty for liking this film. <laughs> I don't think anyone likes this film and it's like everything that happens in it is awesome. Oh, like, no. Like I don't want to live my life like film. that. I want to be Tully. I want to be uh, Casper. No, like the only reason I brought it up to you is probably because, yeah, because you have this podcast and stuff. No, but it's, it's a film I'm glad I'm seeing. It's super important. So every week I read back of DVD, back of the VHS, whatever I have. Now, I like I said, I got the DVD in. It was kind of hard to find. So here goes. Here's the back of the DVD. Powerful and passionate. Color film compelling. Larry Clark's Kids is 24 frantic hours in the life of a group of contemporary teenagers who, like all teenagers, believe they are invincible. With breathtaking images from one of the world's most renowned photographers... A deeply affecting, no-holds-barred landscape of words and images depicting with raw honesty the experiences, attitudes, and uncertainties of innocence lost. Kids gets under the skin and lingers long after it's viewed. Yeah, yeah, it does. <laughs> that is for sure. At least they gave you a warning on, on the, you know. The kids at the core of the story are just that, teenagers living in the urban melee of modern-day America. But while these kids dwell in the big city, their story could quite possibly happen anywhere. That's a warning. Yo, that's so true. This, you know what this movie is? It's Lord of the Flies, but just teenagers in the city. Like, it's just... It's a good comparison. You know, it's it's just their life. Yeah, because I, like, I lived that life for a second. Like, like, one of my friends of mine, right after high school, he had this house where his like parents foreclosed on it or whatever. So he just lived in the house. And then he had some of his friends move in, and it was just a straight up party house. Oh God! You know what I'm saying? Oh, so like some of those like those scenes in that movie, like I've seen it. Not like to that extent. Not like people, you know, molesting girls and shit. But oh, like God. people like passed out drunk. You know, like yeah, lawless. All that no shit. parent yeah. environment. Yeah, absolutely. Like like the college environment almost. It's like the college environment, but you don't have to go to class. Like, dude, one time. And like with this, like this kid who owns a house with me, we took the clotheslines for like to hang up, like not clotheslines. I mean, like the curtain to hang up. Yeah, your curtain, the curtain, curtain rod. rod. Yeah, and we just speared it into the into the wall. Like, like as the, many like times the as sheet rock? Yeah, Jesus into the sheetrock. It was like that kind of house. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Oh man, yeah. I mean, I love your Lord of the Flies comp really explains a lot of this film there are some precursors to this movie for sure um there's a movie that i recorded that we haven't released an episode yet called over the edge it's it's matt Dillon's first film and it kind of explores this happening in a suburban environment in like 1980 i believe but this is one of those movies where <laughs> the word that comes to my mind a lot is real like they tried to make it as real as possible some people oh. say that that's not the case here, that it's like over the top. But I think this really happens in some circles, unfortunately. Oh, I absolutely know this happens. For <laughs> sure. Like, oh, absolutely. Boy. Are you kidding me? No way. And it's so sad. But, it, you know, it's, it's the truth. And they just were shining a light on a story that a lot of people, you know, want to turn their head away from. Because it's an ugly truth that exists in our society. Oh, for sure. For sure. We have another show on our podcast network called too fast too forever and they explore the fast and furious films and they have like a sponsor like a fake sponsor before every episode if anything i would have trojan condoms sponsor this episode because this 
is a huge advertisement for birth control not just birth control but just like contraception in general on so many levels and i was like wow yeah will i have kids one day maybe but it scares me honestly they should show this film in fucking every health class in america <laughs> for sure you i know? agree instead of the bs health ed they give us show us this because this is some real shit it is fucking happen it's some crazy shit but you know what you could be the good girl who does everything right and you fuck up once in life <sighs> and like <sighs> You have fucking AIDS now. I'm sorry. I hope everyone knows that like, when they listen to this, <laughs> yeah, it's going to be watch. straight up spoilers. Yeah, because of course. All right. You're absolutely right. Like I remember they showed us like the birthing video, and it was yeah. gross, and it's it scared people. But did everyone like that video? No, but it left an imprint on you. So I don't care what anyone says. Like maybe they think the film went too far. Maybe maybe they like it. Maybe they don't. But I'll say it for the tenth time I've said today. You can't watch this film and walk away like, eh, <laughs> what just happened? No, you're definitely going to have feelings. I mean, they could have definitely cut down on some of the sex scenes, especially the last scene. Oh like, my God. that was brutal to watch. That last scene was way too long. Uh, yeah, I mean, just on that topic, that's a fair assessment to me. I get what they were trying to do. They're trying to show realness. Like, yeah. mo- movie sex is like two seconds and it's glamorous. Yeah. These sex scenes were long. But, like, how long gross. was that? I mean, I didn't... In my head, if, I mean, like, it felt like it felt like fifteen we minutes. It wasn't, 15 but it minutes. wasn't fifteen minutes. No, but it might have been at least three minutes. This movie's only an hour and a half, you know. But it's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I hundred percent agree. I mean, that goes to the filmmakers, though. And so, a little production notes. This is the first film by Larry Clark, but people in the artistic community at this time and certainly today knew Larry Clark or know Larry Clark from his photography. Like, he first got to start in the Vietnam War doing uh, photographs there. But he did a lot of photographs of New York City. Like, the dirtiness. So, like, Times Square when it was, like, strip clubs and drugs and all that. He's so big that you'll read in a lot of places. Martin Scorsese, Gus Van Zandt. Big filmmakers have said his photography has influenced the way they've shot movies. I'm sure maybe he was hearing this and people were like, dude, you should do a movie. And he's like, I'm going to do a movie. Um, and, and his goal with this was... To make like the great American teen film. Not the John Hughes teen films like 16 Candles that we talk about here or The Breakfast Club. He wanted to make something gritty and real. And of course, you know, after this, he would go on to direct some other stuff like Bully, which is another film I think we're going to talk about on this podcast. But Larry Clark, he, he went in New York and he sought out to make this film. And he was just in Washington Square Park. And that's where he met Harmony Corinne, who... Yeah. I was going to say that he met, like, most of the cast. Most there. of the cast, yeah. yeah. He, you know, got the vibe from Harmony Korine, and he, and he literally said, this is the kind of movie I want to make. Can you help me with it? And Harmony Korine went, I've been waiting my whole life to write this screenplay. And I laughed because he was only 19. <laughs> yeah, I was like, wasn't, yeah. I was like, weren't they all, like, in college? They were all, like, like 18, young. 19. Yeah. But I was reading a lot, and he knew some of them from, like, 14. Like, oh yeah, because he, he was, was in that like, crowd. He was yeah. in that skater Washington Square Park that, that's, crowd. That's fucking weird, man. <laughs> so I feel weird about him because I mean, I get it. I guess he's just doing his job, like taking photos, you know, of real shit that's happening. But like, if, what he's like fifty six at the time. Oh, Larry hang, Clark, you're saying? Yeah, if he's like fifty six, hanging out with these fourteen year old skater kids. Yeah, I didn't think of it like that. But this... then, well, because I'm going like on this like this whole new wave thing with Epstein. You know Epstein funded this fucking film? Oh, really? Yeah. I I know. I mean, you could double check it right now because, like I said, I wasn't... I know it's a Weinstein film. 
Oh, maybe that's what it is. Maybe <laughs> Harvey it was... Weinstein. Trust me. Oh, yeah, but isn't he, isn't he fucking molesting kids too, though? Harvey oh, Weinstein? Well, uh, or he, y- he... yes, it's a Miramax-produced okay. uh, film. Not, I don't think kids, but I'm not going to sit here and defend Harvey Weinstein. He's a bad, bad man. But then, but it makes sense, like, why he would enjoy this type of film, then. <laughs> maybe. You know? I think, you know, Miramax at the time, they're doing a lot of indie like, features, but... Yeah. Because to release this and put a whole bunch... Like, to release this film and put money behind it, you ha- that's a lot of balls, man. Oh, 100%. And you know you're going to get denied all the way up. And to stick stick through it... 100%. Is it worth it? <laughs> I mean, it is, in a sense, if people are enjoying it. And I was reading so many articles that were like, yeah, this scared the shit out of me. <laughs> and that's why people watch yeah. horror, right? Uh, if I was a girl... And I mean, I can't speak for females at all. But if I was a female and after I watched this film, I would not want to be like anywhere near a male. Like I would just feel so disgusted, you know, like even as a guy, I felt this, you know, like I feel like after you watch it, you got to take a shower. Oh, yeah. You know, I, I 100% agree with that. So, so quickly with like Harmony, Harmony Corinne, he would go on to have an awesome career, too. He would do this film called Gummo and a bunch of other films. But lately, I don't know if you're familiar with him, but he directed and wrote Spring Breakers, that film. And the Beach Bum, which is a film that came out recently as well. I saw Spring Breakers. Yeah, so like, this so is... I, I, I understand. Like, the kind of you know, I understand oh, it. Yeah, there are connections yeah. through this film. It's not as gritty, obviously. Yeah, there's connections for sure. But like the realness and stuff, like the way they, even just the way they filmed this like film. Or I don't know if that's the right terms or whatever, but the way it was shot felt like you were just in there hanging out with them. Which yeah, know? I think that goes to Larry Clark's. Uh, like artistic background view, view yeah, on it and exactly. stuff yeah it was shot amazingly so i wrote down the only scene that was a hundred percent improvised was that final scene um just casper waking up on the couch he said, said something along the oh line, jesus he, christ yeah yeah he was like jesus christ what the fuck happened yeah yeah some shit like that <laughs> yeah and oh yo, yeah that hits that hit home uh, yeah that hit home for me because like that i mean i've definitely woken up before and just been like yo what the fuck happened last night? Like on that level, not like on that, that's <laughs> well, a whole not. that that's a whole nother level. I, I hope he not was to on. that level. Yeah, yes. No, I no, no. But like everyone has of course, had that moment before, you know. Quickly, a couple other things I wanted to mention. There's a lot of conflicting reports on this whole documentary aspect of it. Some people you read and they say, "Oh, everything was a hundred percent like scripted." And there's some people who you read, they were like, "Nah." You know, they, they just gave kids weed and beer at parties and saw what happened. And some people are like, the main actors knew what to say, but the extras, you know, were just like, just do your thing. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe they just can't tell you because, you know, there are some scenes, and, and we'll talk about them, that have really young kids doing shit. Yeah, that's what made me go, go investigate the cast because <laughs> they're so young. You know, oh, that goes yeah. back to what I was saying about like how many high school movies you watch and they look 30 no these look like 15 year olds fucking 15 year olds that's why you feel so awful throughout this entire film there's nothing glamorous about kids that's for sure like that one scene with uh all the boys smoking on the couch they all look like they're fucking 10 oh though oh yeah yeah, yeah. It's like the younger brothers mm-hmm. and it's great because like not great but it's like, i oh. think mac miller has that scene in one of his songs too actually because those guys those kids they're like oh you're just looking at them like, you know, this is a vicious cycle. Like, this, these families are never going to escape this because the younger brothers are getting in on that now, too. Yeah. It was so many kids. 
And, you know, this cast is kind of crazy to go through because it's all unknowns, even at the time. But we'll just talk about, uh, there's four people I want to mention. Um, Leo Fitzpatrick, as you mentioned, he plays Telly and he was the one who people were bothering him because Telly, oh, and no one can oh, like this movie yeah. and be like, Telly's nah. my hero. No, but I get it. I understand <laughs> Telly. It's just his passion for things were in the wrong I view it, I feel like, through the prism of Mac Miller or whatever, because that's how I got introduced to this film. So when, I don't know the exact line, but the line at the end of the film when he's talking about, like, when you're young, not much matters, and, like, yeah, when you, you find something that you love. Or like, you can just go inside. Yeah, and, like, and, you know, really focus on that and whatever. And for him, it was, I guess, fucking virgins which is a weird thing for somebody. And like Matt, when Mac Miller used it, it was for him, it was for music. So like yeah, I could understand yeah. that aspect of it, but that's, that's just crazy. Telly's arc is amazing. He becomes such a villain to a lot of people watching, but he's just doing the thing. He has no idea. He's just no, think he, no, he just thinks he's doing his thing. The, the back of the DVD, this was probably one of the most like helpful back of the DVDs I've ever read. It's right, like teenagers. I mean, I remember being a teenager. You feel invincible. He's living hedonistically. He's just living by his passions, not knowing the evil that he's spreading. All right, like one of the first scenes, or like when the, all the guys are hanging out in uh, that one kid's apartment. Like mm-hmm. they just stole the forties. They go to that apartment. They're all hanging out, and just the way they're talking. You know, what I'm saying about banging girls, doing this, and it's just about you know going, getting fucked up, and banging girls. So you're hanging out with all these people keeping that same mentality and then he's going outside doing these things he don't know if he got aids and he's getting no. all these virgins freaking no AIDS but i still the... he's still being an asshole even oh if he absolutely have absolutely yeah no he's completely an asshole <laughs> and i i think i think it's funny that like when you see him you're like oh, this, this just looks like a you know regular nerdy little yeah. white kid like this kid's not supposed to have game and be <laughs> you know smoking weed and freaking drinking 40s and his best friend, Casper, is played by Justin Pierce. Justin Pierce got a lot of um, acclaim at the time for doing this. And he was just another skater that they found just, uh, you know, Washington Square Park and such. Um, unfortunately, we lost Justin Pierce way too young. 25, he died at suicide in 2000. Unfortunately, he had a lot of issues with drugs and other such. I'm sure that doesn't surprise some people watching this film. But it's not a documentary, guys. It is pretty tragic. But the two other people I just quickly wanted to mention were because it was their first film and they've both gone on to have sensational careers. First is Chloe Seveny. I always mispronounce her name, so if I said it wrong, I know the G is silent, but Chloe Seveny, she's in so many things. She's been nominated for an Oscar. She's won multiple awards. She plays Jenny. She's great in this. And actually, she was originally just like had a small part, but the original Jenny was fired. So Larry Clark promoted her and she does awesome, I think. And the other person yeah. is Rosario Dawson, who is literally picked off an East Village stoop. You know, I didn't realize that was her until like I went and looked at the cast. And oh, then, really? Yeah. And then I was like, oh, I know that girl. <laughs> is she Dominican? Uh, she looks like she'd be Dominican. That's the thing. I've I don't always know. related she, to her. I mean, she could be Puerto Rican too. She could be any type of Hispanic. For, really, for you and I, like, I'm going to look it up now. You know, I'm pretty good with my Dominicans. Half Cuban, half Puerto Rican, but still. Uh, but all right, that makes sense. You know, I was in the islands. She has that vibe. But, uh, I know you and I, again, growing up Dominican, but not, you know, we didn't grow up in the most Dominican yeah, neighborhoods. Yeah, yeah, no. 
we're not going to play here and tell you that no, no, no. we grew up on East Village in 1995. We are the whitest looking Dominicans (laughs) that you could possibly find. That's true too. But you know, seeing her and seeing her with her friends, like you can't tell me that it reminds you of like second cousins of yours. Oh oh my God. That reminds me of, (laughs) I mean, you know me, you know, you know where I grew up. I grew up South Jersey, Jersey Shore. But if you've met me, you probably wouldn't know that. Like I definitely carry like a heavy New York influence. And that comes from all the summers I spent in Queens and like hanging out. Like, I've definitely been the little cousin hanging out with all the girls in the room right there. I mean, they weren't talking about sex, but the way they talk about things and their accents, like... Yeah, the accents could definitely relate to that. Yeah, you know, absolutely. And my mother actually grew up in the East Village, Lower East Side. So it's seeing their neighborhoods and I definitely related to it as well. Not directly, but indirectly for sure. So let's get into it. Let's talk about... I don't want to say some of your favorite scenes because I don't want people to imply that you enjoyed things. But let's talk about kids. We open up with a sex scene, like a teenage sex scene. And it's Telly and he's making the moves on a girl. And you can already tell, like any discerning adult can tell that he's just putting the moves on this girl, you know? Yeah, for sure. I mean, this is the second time I watched this film. So when I first watched it, I was probably like 19, 18. And I was getting into, like, that kind of scene. Just partying all the time. And random houses and shit. But um, I, I do remember feeling like, yeah, this movie's fucked up. But now, like, going into it, I kind of knew what I was getting into. So I was a little less su- surprised. Gotcha. But I think, my, I think it was the first time my girlfriend watched it. And she was very shocked at the beginning. <laughs> and then, like, you see his face. And, like, you see them. And you're like, damn. These are actual fucking teenagers fucking. That's why to me, I love this title. Because it reminds you that these are just kids. Like, these are just kids. They're not worried about paying the bills yet. They're not, they're just... No, I think, like, uh, I always forget their real names. But Tolly, like, in real life, he was, like, 18, right? He was either 18 or 20. He was definitely not older than 20. No, they're all teenagers. Yeah. And to be clear, they're not real sex scenes, but they definitely feel real. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. Definitely for sure. No, it's not porn. Because that would be illegal. (laughs) It's teetering. You know, that's why they didn't know how to read it. They rated it like... NC-17, they were upset with it, but then they're like, we can't... If we cut this movie and sanitize it, it makes no sense. Yeah. It had to be NC-17. It definitely feels real, the sex scenes, though, you know? Absolutely, because when he walks out, he's like, yeah, he's talking to Casper. And the Casper arc, I want to say I love because it's well-written, but it's also so fucked up. Because yeah. Casper's like a little yeah. hanger-on. We all have friends like this. Maybe we were that person. Like, oh, absolutely. He lives vicariously yeah. through telly. Mm-hmm. And sure. when he comes, he's like, oh, I've been waiting for you for two hours. This is great. Oh, you fucked her, blah, blah, blah. You knew you fucked it, man. I sat here for like two hours and shit. Like, yo, it was 12. You hit that shit up. Man, who am I? I'm a motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> yo, how was that shit, yo? Oh, my God. So good, dude. That girl can fuck. Word. She can fuck, yo. Hells, yeah. Halfway through. Oh, I'm thinking about it. This guy's no virgin. No virgin can fuck like this. Mm, you sure she's a virgin, though? <laughs> <laughs> yo, that bitch was bleeding, dude. When I first put it in, you know? Yeah. She all screamed all loud and then like 
She was 12. Oh man, like it would yeah. smell my finger. You know, that that's what's that was what's even worse. It's not like even it's teenagers banging. It's this kid is going after kids even younger. Yeah, yeah. like the one when he's talking about like it's like oh she you know she just looks so sweet and innocent like she's a like a baby yo. It just made me so hard. I'm like yo, uh, like, what? Like uh, like I'm getting chills right now uh, because like that just makes you feel so gross. Like it's even worse than like why couldn't they just kept it with it? Like I feel like they, it would have been all right with just the teens like going at it. That's why everyone hates him so much. Do you remember his nickname? The Virgin Surgeon. Oh yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. So bad. So corny too. <laughs> because they're just again, they're just corny kids. But Casper, like, I feel like where you were going with it is like, like Casper, like I like you like Casper. You're like, all right, I get Casper. That's cool. Like, because you didn't see Casper do anything bad. No, no, you know what I'm saying. He's just running around and like, yeah, he might not be stopping his friend, but like, who's thinking that at that age? You know, no, they're just yeah, hanging out. That's why you yeah. like. We'll talk about the ending, but like Casper, as you're following along, you kind of get sympathy for him because yeah, like Casper, I think is is my favorite character, even though even even that's like fucked up to say, but like if you cut out certain parts of Casper, you know, like I feel like he's cool, he's the comedy relief sometimes. I Mm -hmm. feel like you know he's just chilling, and then you're like, damn, he wasn't lying. So this movie's kind of divided into like what happens with the guys and what happens with the girls. And basically, Telly's mission is to get make love to two virgins yeah, in a day. Yeah. <laughs> he was so souped off the first virgin, he needed his second hit. Yeah, and you just li- you're living their life. She was 13. Yeah, the 13, second 14. Girl. Oh, the second one. I was think 13? the second girl is like supposed well in the story. It was like, somewhat she's supposed to be 13, I think. You don't piss me off. That he was his friend's younger sister. Oh yeah, and that friend yeah. was like, "Yeah, you can talk to my yeah. sister." I'd be like, yeah. "What? Yeah, like, <laughs> I know uh, this guy." But you know what? That's that's so fucking true because like I've seen it. Going high school, I knew this group of people, and all the friends banged the same group of girls, and they all banged like. Ugh. I could never do that. I never understood that concept. But like, like if you got with one of my friends, I'm like, I'm good. I never need a I'm good. <laughs> but people are different. Yeah, we got some. And it's re- like, we all know those people. You guys, some of you guys might be those people, you know? Apologies if you are those people out there. No, um, just don't be those people. <laughs> you know, we're, we're just having a real talk. Kids is a real movie. We're just having a real talk between cousins. Yeah. You're always going to get real talk with me. You know that. <laughs> you know that's the fire you play when you bring me on. <laughs> that's fine. That's fine. That's what I wanted. That's what I expected here. <laughs> So first, let's talk a little bit about the guys, you know, and when I talk about the guys, I'm talking really about Telly and Casper. Eventually, like the group expands. Yeah. Um, th- there's that one other guy. I feel so bad because I don't know the character's name or the guy's name in real life, but the black guy, mm-hmm. he was like a pro skater and shit. Too. Yeah, he's he was part too. of that. Yeah. And he was part of that Supreme, like original crew. 
All these guys are very talented skaters. Um, yeah, and honestly, I thought he was really great in this movie, too. Yeah, his character like came out of nowhere. Uh-huh. You know? and, and then but, he was just there. But didn't that feel real? Like, well, because it's so shitty to say, especially thinking back on it, but like you know those people, too. Those guys who are overly aggressive. And then it just, it, like, you're like, oh, it looks like they're having fun. You know, they're just playing around. But maybe, you know, she's not feeling that. And in that movie, I mean, she definitely says, like, no a couple times about some shit. And he's just overly aggressive. Yeah, I'm not saying I like him as oh, a no, person. No. But, I, you know, I thought he did a great job. Yeah, because he made, like, it felt real. Like, the character felt real. All this bad shit that happens in this movie aside, how often did you go out, right, and you went out with, like, three friends at the beginning of the day, and then that group got bigger, and then that group got bigger. That, ha- that happened oh, all the time. All the time. Because I, when, when I was growing up, our like central hub was our friend Chunk's house. So no matter what anybody was doing at any time, like anybody could always go to Chunk's house. Like within our within our circle. Like shout within, out to Chunk's house. Yeah. Well, shout out to Chunk's mom. <laughs> you know, she's the best. Because, yeah, Sherry took care of everybody. So we would always just naturally always meet at Chunk's house. You know, it would just be me and Chunk, and then someone else would come by. And then, you know, it turns to five, six people, and you're just chilling. So, like, there's, again, very realistic aspects of the film that I think anyone could relate to, even, like, non-people who aren't doing the things of people in this film. No, yeah, for sure. Like, those summer days in high yeah. school where you're just outside, you know, kicking it with your one friend, going around the neighborhood, and the next thing you know, you're with fucking 10 15 people like just chilling hanging out at the park or whatever it is you know you know and eventually like on their quest they 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 visit like a friend uptown um let's talk about really quickly there's one moment early on where i'm like this is (laughs) this made me laugh a little bit it's right after the initial scene with the first virgin we'll call her Um, wait wait are you talking about when they're on the subway before no before they're on the subway i'm gonna we'll build to it but before they're on the subway they're literally like you know where do you want to go like, oh, I'm hungry. I want some weed. Oh, 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 oh. And it's all that. It's like, yeah. oh, this guy, this guy has all that. And this is something like, he has something along the lines of like Hot Pockets or something at his house. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, oh, he's whack, but we'll go there. And then they take the subway uptown to see him. And then. I don't know. You probably didn't live that in, in high school or really. No, I did not. But a lot of us had those friends, you know, like when they're all just kicking it at that kid's house. Like I was saying it for me, it was like after high school. But we'd, you always just go to this one kid's house because it was free reign. Like, everybody <laughs> could just chill and do whatever you wanted. Yeah, and that house that they go to was exactly like that. But you bring up these subway scenes, too. And these subway scenes are crazy, but they're so New York. Like, yeah, you, that's you why I subway, love them. So like, real. The subway scene I love. The taxi scene I love. Well, I don't know if you want to get into the taxi scene yet or not, but... No, we're just bouncing around, but like the subway, the subway scene though, like come on, if you if you're a New Yorker and if you traveled on the subway, you've definitely seen some crazy ass shit like that before. And actually, that whole song, like the I have no legs, I have no legs, yeah, like he, this guy has no legs and he's on a skateboard just riding through the subway, like trying to collect money. And that's obviously a real person, FYI. Yeah, out yeah, there. It's for not sure, like making 100%. fun of someone. And it's like so real because like if you've been on the subway before, you've seen shit like that before, you know? 100%. It's funny because what, what, it's 2020 and 1995 wasn't that different of a subway yeah. experience. And that whole part right there when he's singing, Mac Miller, that's an intro to one of his songs. Oh, yeah? Yeah, yeah. That's interesting. Like, I have no legs. 
We get a lot of the characters sing in this movie at different times. It's not a musical, obviously. Well, the music though, like the music is amazing in this movie, especially as a Mac Miller fan. If you listen to Mac Miller and especially some of his earlier stuff, like you listen and you watch this movie and listen to the music, you understand the influences. You really? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Even my girlfriend, who like she obviously she she knows like his main stuff and listens to him because I listen to him. No, she's not like a big fan. At the end of the movie, she's like, yo, like, a lot of that sounded like Mac Miller. Wow. Like, Absolutely. That's interesting. Like, you could definitely hear it, for sure. And you guys might have heard Janie walk in. Oh, yeah. Janie, we won't be too much longer, don't worry. Can't make any promises. <laughs> <laughs> We're chilling. We're drinking 40s. Well, I'm drinking a 22. But <laughs> You can join us. You, you can give us the female perspective on this film. She said the female perspective was disturbing. Yeah, yeah, I understand that 100%. But yeah, like, so New York, these subway scenes. Overall, the traveling of this movie. I love a 24-hour film, or even like a 48-hour film, where, where there's a lot of movement. Again, this, this film is short, yeah. but it feels like a lot happens because you continue to oh, move, yeah. you continue to yeah. move. And you learn so much information. Like, early on, you learn this girl got AIDS, and she was just like this nice, innocent girl who had sex once without a condom. Yeah. So and, let's talk about the girls. And she got AIDS. And she's <sighs> running around. You know it's coming. Honestly, it was a little predictable, but I'm not complaining because you know it's coming, but I didn't want it to come, if that makes sense. So the girls are kind of hanging out, and Rosario Dawson's one of them, and there's a bunch of other girls, and they're talking about sex. And I love this scene because it's just like showing like, hey, they I, like it too. This is their yeah. experiences. And then fuck well, it. Right, right. Right. Making love is like, right. yo, you know what? You know what it's like? It's like sweet. And it's uh, real slow, real slow. And sex. It's like, all right, let's have sex. But it depends, it depends. Because I was at yo, I was at Eric's house with Sma- Smash J was there. DJ Flipper. Oh, oh, he and if that shit was so good though, I mean, he was fucking fingering me, he was sucking on my tits. I was like, you good boy. And we were ripping each other's hair off. We were kissing so hard, our lips were busted. I was like, working, boy. No, 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 I love the back and forth they do mm-hmm. of like what the guys are talking about versus what the girls are talking about. Because I mean, I can never say for sh- like I've never been in the girls' situation, but I, I mean, I do have a lot of female cousins, but they always seemed more ahead of us, anyways. Especially when it came to sex and shit like that. Yeah. When the guys are just talking about straight up whatever, just like pussy is pussy. Like that's pretty much how they were, you know. And we all know those people. I don't understand those people because no, it is not. But. <laughs> Yeah, like, the back and forth was cool, and the girls were just, like, way more, oh, like, like, when they're talking about, like, the difference between, like, just straight up fucking 
Like how the one girl was like, yeah, nah, I, I like it just straight up fucking fucking. Yeah. And the other girl's like, nah, I like it more intimate. They like say making this, love, that, having yeah, sex, yeah. and fucking. But that shit's so true because every person is so different, you know? Especially when you're in that early age of just like exploring stuff. Yeah, yeah. You, as, you, as you also think you're that an expert? Age, you don't know that shit. Yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you think you're an expert. And this is the scene, you're right. We learn that uh, Jenny has only had sex with one person. And it's like, oh, oh, it's Telly. And. I think anyone watching for the first time like me is like, oh, no, why him? Why him? And because there's like that phone call back and forth. It's like, say, Jenny says hi or something like that. Yeah, like, oh, yeah. What are you doing? You know, and then when they talked about, oh, they're getting checked out for AIDS and stuff. It's 1995. Not that AIDS is still a big deal. I'm not saying it's not. But at the time, AIDS, huge thing in the news. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It's important. One of the parameters. Like they definitely will, use AIDS. Like on purpose. I mean, they could use they could use a thousand different things. Of but, course, yeah. but like one of the parameters of writing this film was that there had to be an AIDS element, and <laughs> this was it. And they go to the clinic, and they're asking questions. And Jenny, how old are you? Sixteen. How many people have you had vaginal intercourse with? One. Were you protected? No. How old are you, honey? Seventeen. How many people have you had vaginal intercourse with? All together? Yes, all together. Um, I had to say eight, maybe nine. But how many of them did you go unprotected with? Four times I went unprotected. Maybe it was three. Have you ever had anal intercourse? No. Have you ever had anal intercourse before, Ruby? Yeah. With how many different people? Um... I think three, but I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. Were they wearing condoms? Yes, with uh, two of them. Twice I didn't. I didn't. Two times. Well, today we're going to draw some blood from you, Ruby. And you come back in seven days, and we should have the results of your test. Okay? Thanks. I'm talking about mental. Yeah. I don't think I want to be seeing you anymore. You know, I want to date other people. He's having a huge titty attack. I don't know. I think he's mad at me or something, but who cares? It's just like, come on, get off your high horse. I want to see other guys. I can go and I can see other guys. So it's just like, uh, I can't deal with that jealous crap. You know, I'm not going to stay with him. I don't even know why I see him in the first place. Such a jerk. Give me a hard time. That crap. I think I'm just going to come down completely. I was just trying to be mad. He's going to get a huge stay with me. Jesus, it must have been something I ate. Ruby, follow me. Wish me luck. Good luck. Jenny? Tested negative for all sexually transmitted diseases and infections? Yes. <laughs> You're clean. Oh, God, I can't tell you how nervous I was. I didn't even sleep last night. But now you have to be careful, Ruby, okay? I want you to take these pamphlets home and I want you to read them. And, Ruby, read them. J. 
Jenny, you've tested positive for the HIV virus. What? The test isn't 100% accurate. You should... I tested positive? I'm sorry. I only had sex with Telly. I just came to keep Ruby company. I thought it was, I thought these clinic scenes were really awesome because you can see that I forgot Rosario Dawson's character's name, but she's like, I think it's like Daria or something like that. Who knows? But she's like half expecting that something might happen. Oh yeah. Yeah. Isn't that, isn't that such a life? Like this scene, (laughs) isn't that just such a life? It is. And uh, Jenny just went with her, whatever, friendly. She's only had sex once. She's been the careful one. Her friend's been the one who can't even remember how many guys she slept with. She's, you know, yeah. she has a number of... Well, you know what, too? I- I'm going to be straight up real with it. You have, like, the urban Hispanic girl who slept with mad guys and wasn't very careful and has done more un- unprotected sex. And then you have the white girl who's only had sex with one guy. You know what, like, the, the picture they're trying to paint, like... The Hispanic girl is supposed to look like she was going to get it. And then the fucking, yeah. What you're saying is pretty accurate. They definitely wanted you to get that. But that's why I knew Jenny was going to get it. yeah, yeah. And and Jenny just, she's like, what? I can't believe, you know, I almost can't believe it. And that's life. You're right. That's life. Yeah. You you could be a good person. You could do something once. Make one mistake. And it's not like Telly comes off as a bad guy if you're the virgin. You know, he's like, oh, I liked Mm. you for a while. This is great. I'm sure that happened to Jenny. Yeah, last summer. Oh. Yeah, he. Did, I mean, he he played the same book on all the girls. He did the same thing to all of them. And I just think, <laughs> I just think at that moment, I'm like, how many girls has he infected at this? Oh, point? absolutely. The moment you find out that she has AIDS, you're like, oh shit. Because I mean, yeah, you didn't like Telly, Tully, whatever. You didn't really like him because he was kind of a douchebag. You know, he's tricking these virgins into banging him. And now you really don't like him. You're like, damn, all right, that one girl got AIDS. And now he's hunting down this other girl. Yeah, and now it almost becomes this weird, I don't want to say detective thing, but it's almost like you're rooting for her to catch him before he finds his Oh, absolutely, yeah, because they're going back and forth between his journey and him trying to go bag another virgin on his journey and her trying to find him. She's like, I need to tell him (sighs) what the hell's going on. Absolutely, and you don't—you're rooting for her to stop him somehow. You don't know how it's going to go, and you know at the end of the day, you know we'll discuss it. It ends up being too late, but the journey both of them are taking is what's driving the film. Otherwise, it would be kind of like a film like Dates and Confused. Which I love Dates and Confused, but that's more like a day in the life of a high schooler. This is like there's a sense of urgency. Yeah, yeah. There's a—I mean, yeah. There's a start and an end. Like you said, she's visiting. The spots that he was just at, asking about him, seeing if she could find him. You mentioned the taxi ride, too. Oh, yeah. That's another great scene that Mac Miller also put in on on one of his things. I never had one of those experiences in New York. And they always put them in film, I feel like. The wise taxi guy gives (laughs) you this this just happy day advice. But, I mean, that's totally me, though. You know, I'm pretty optimistic on life, so I always try to look... Like, all right, you know, whatever, we're out here, we're still breathing. So I always appreciate those scenes. I kept thinking like this. But he was a little creepy, though. Oh, he was creepy. I definitely, I was going to say, I definitely think he's creepy. And I feel like that's New York taxi guy. Oh, 100%. He's like, oh, you remind me of my, you know, the girl I had a crush on. I made out with her kind of thing. Yeah, she was my first kiss. (laughs) Whatever. And the scene totally, like, I imagine telling him, 
hey, no, the thing that's bothering me is I have AIDS and just his jaw dropping to the ground. Because he just saw her as like innocence and purity. Yeah. He, he mentions his own high school experience. He mentions like how she looks like the, the prom queen in his school. And he's an old dude. Like, and it's just he was like, mad creepy about it though. Of course. And I don't think he had like great intentions, but hey. No, I, I think, he, I mean, I don't think he had bad intentions. I think, I don't you I think don't so? I think he was no, just no, being I don't think creepy he had, okay. old dad guy. Yes. Know? I think in his head he had bad intentions to be clear. I don't think he oh, was maybe act on it. I think yeah. he, of course, I think he was fantasizing himself with her. Probably. By the way, you're halfway through this forty. How are you feeling? I'm done with my twenty two. I'm good. I mean, I got a nice buzz going on. <laughs> but you know, we have a cornucopia of things here, so <laughs> But I, I plan on finishing it though. But I, I feel like, like forties hit stronger, you know? I feel like that malt liquor is different. It is different. It's hangover city. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna have to explain to my boss tomorrow how I'm hungover at work. Just bring how, it because I was doing my cousin's podcast about yeah. this movie, Kids. <laughs> I drink forties. We had a couple people just know kids through the Mac Miller album and not through watching the film. I hope they watch the film now. They're like, oh my god, not because oh my god, it's the greatest movie in the world, or oh my god, this is the lesson you need to learn. But from what you're saying, like the influence on this album is amazing. Oh, definitely, it makes sense. It makes sense to me, at least. Like, you can hear, especially the music. And if you know, like, Mac... If you're a Mac Miller fan, definitely watch this film. Those are the only people I actually usually recommend it to. Like, <laughs> like if I know someone's into Mac Miller and they're talking to me about Mac Miller, I usually be like, yo, have you seen kids? And then sometimes they'll be like, no. And I'm like, yeah, you should watch it then. But just, just so you know, it's fucked up. 100%. I mean, that's probably the first thing I told you. That's usually my first response to kids. I'm like, oh, it's a fucked up movie. God. But, couple of the scenes I wanted to bring up, when they're all in Washington Square Park, they're just, like, acting a fool. They're behaving crazy. Uh, first, they see, like, a gay couple, and they oh, yeah, yell yeah. homophobic slurs at them. I, I want to say that doesn't translate to today, but I don't think nah, the filmmaker... that just still happens. Well, one... Not to that... I mean, I don't think... I mean, I don't know. I can't speak for my... I mean, I'm not gay, so I can't speak for the gays, but that's... I don't think to an extent of, like... 20 15 year olds yelling at you no I, I, I would say i would hope not cause... but there's so many bad things happening here i don't want that to get lost in that like these aren't oh yeah. necessarily good kids maybe this is just me even when they beat the shit out of that guy like i don't feel that bad you know? <laughs> why not i was gonna mention so they beat the shit out of someone literally like they're just beat him within an inch of his life because he bumps into one of them skateboarding or, or whatever yeah, and uh, it was totally the kid's fault. The kid like so. Why do you feel bad for that guy? He didn't, no, he didn't I don't feel that. bad for that guy, but I don't feel like they're awful people at that point. You can't beat like you had sworn on someone right, beat I, them up within an inch I of mean, their life. Yeah, they did go a little far. <laughs> yeah, I'd say yeah. so. Like when they held his head up and he smacked him with the skateboard. That was a little. That, after that, I was like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yes, they, they definitely were not good kids. Those kids, no. <laughs> he robbed from his mom. Yes. Who could barely feed them. Oh, God. I was curious to see Telly's upbringing now that you bring it up. Like, to see, like, what kind of situation he came from. And it's not... It's his mother just basically has a baby. The father, we don't see him. I don't know if he's working or whatever. Yeah. He's not in the picture. I'm not sure. But his mom has a baby, and that's all, you know... I mean, it's a nice house apartment. Yeah. As I was going to say, it doesn't look like he comes from like a trap house or something. No, but it doesn't look nice. And she talks about how she like doesn't. He's like, remember when he's walking out? He's walking out of the house and he's like, 
mom, you can't just spare a couple of dollars. And she's like, yeah, yeah I would give it to you if I had, and I don't, I don't have it, you know? They just had a new kid. Like, yeah, who knows their situation? But they definitely were not coming from, like, a good background. No, and... But it wasn't, like, straight poverty. No, know? but I'm thinking... This is, this is a thought. That and then he's me. robbing from his mom. He just goes down to the basement and takes straight up cash out from her sneaker or whatever, from one of her shoes. Yeah, terrible. But I was kind of thinking that maybe it didn't look as poor as we would think. Because, like, that apartment in New York City today is probably $4,000. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> no, yeah. That, I would take that apartment in a heartbeat. Like, it had, like, a basement. Yeah, like, that's what I mean. That's a great apartment. Like, at least two bedrooms. And she's like, I have no money. I'm like, how do you have no money? Yeah. I don't know. (laughs) But that's because times have changed. And they're living in, like, Murray Hill or something. Yeah. They're like, you know, you got to dig down there somewhere because they're hanging out at Washington Square Park all the time. It features that a lot. Yes. And that Washington Square Park, always a big deal. Always the cultural hub of the city, especially 1995. 1995. Big time for this kind of stuff, or mid to late 90s in Washington Square Park. The skateboard scene was amazing, as you've seen, as we've talked about here. So many people came out of the of that Washington Square Park scene, but also a lot of hip-hop. Definitely, for sure. I feel like hip-hop was big in New York in the Yeah, 90s, and like some of those 90s. like live hip-hop acts in Washington Square Park, like Moe's Def came out of there. But 95, you're talking about like Nas, you're talking like Biggie, you know? Is Biggie dead by 95? No, I don't well, think so. he's certainly in the, the you know, the cultural milieu. But that's like New York in its prime when it comes to hip-hop and rap. No. Yeah, and the guys coming up are, are inspired by yeah, that. And so you go to Washington the, Square yeah. Park, you're going to see some of the best rappers of all time. Absolutely. Of course the people in the street are going to be amazing. A couple other scenes before we get to the ending stuff. I, I like to bring up sneaking into that pool. I think it's a very beautifully shot scene. I like it. I, I mean, it was cool because I've like I've we used well in Jersey we used to hop people's fences and jump into their pools. You know? <laughs> so suburban of you. Yeah, it's suburban. Yeah, suburban life. So that's that's what it brought me back to. <laughs> and the, the conversations in here are so teenage. The one guy goes to, like the two girls, truth or dare, kiss each other. Oh yeah, <laughs> I yeah, love that yeah. line. Cause, like you didn't ask him truth or dare. It was one of the scenes that were like pretty innocent till it wasn't that innocent anymore, you know, until like they got too aggressive with stuff at the end. But you could say that about a lot of scenes here, like stripped down. They're just kids. Like, yeah, yeah. not to be corny with the title. No. And then it goes too far. And like, if you haven't seen the film, just to remind you, like they look like kids and you can see their you can see their nipples and everything on the camera. You know what I'm saying? Like they look their age. So it's like, uh. That's the feeling it gives you while you're watching this damn movie, like, because it's shot beautifully. I think like the fact that they're not, most of them weren't actors, like everything seems real and so natural the way they talk. Like you can't mimic uh, Tolly's accent and the way he talks. Like that had to just be him. No, hundred percent. And while they're at the pool, um, I guess our girl Jenny here gets a false lead because. Apparently, the one girl that, that Telly is with works at this club, so she thinks that he might be at that club. Oh, yeah. Uh, but she, he, she's not, and she goes to the club, and there's this guy with uh, big Coke bottle glasses who knows her. And that's actually the writer, Harmony Corinne, in the oh, little really? cameo. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, everything's doing fine. He seems like a nice guy. The club's crazy, obviously. And then he slips her some drug, and oh, I wish he didn't, because this changes the entire movie. Oh, yeah. It makes you feel so much worse. Because <laughs> right, the, the club is like a straight-up rave club. It's not, you know, it's not like... It's a straight-up rave. 
Yeah. You know, they go upstairs and people are just wait, whacked clearly on ecstasy, like hooking up in the bathroom. And he clearly gives her a straight up roofie. Like you learn, you learn that's a roofie pretty, pretty quickly. Oh boy. Like yeah. if you know anything about drugs, you know, that's a roofie. Pretty She's quickly. catatonic after this. It's not yeah. great. It's not great at all. You're like, this girl is by herself. She just found out she got AIDS. She's wandering the fucking city looking for this kid. And now she's fucking roofied pretty much. She's like Ooh. a zombie walking around the city. Like I'm surprised she got like, yeah, she ain't never going to make it there. And unfortunately, she makes it there. Yeah. I, I wish she didn't make yeah, it there. she's better off. I wish she didn't make it there. Sober, you wanted to make it there to stop this from happening. Yeah. When she's like that, you don't know what's going to happen. Because you see it. Like, they keep building it up. It's getting closer and closer. You know he's going to close. You know? You know he's going to get this girl. Like, it starts building up the relationship with him and this 13-year-old girl if we he's knew talking nothing, to. If we knew nothing, right? No drugs, no AIDS, nothing like that. And we just saw them talking. You'd be like, oh, you know, they seem like they're building Oh, like, yeah, yeah. If, if we didn't know his game. And innocent. Yeah, no. <laughs> but then you're like, no. No, no. You're like, don't do it. This motherfucker has AIDS, and he's lying. And he's an asshole. Yeah, he's like, a, she's You're like the a second nervous. virgin. He's about to bang. So what we're talking about is the final party, and the final party is one of the most disturbing sequences I've seen in film. While Telly is trying to get the virgin to sleep with him, he ends up being successful. Uh, Jenny shows up to the party late, but like while this is all happening. You're well, see- she showed up super late. Yes. <laughs> You're seeing Casper just, like, kind of get frustrated because he keeps, like, not just striking out, but just, like, he's the odd man out in every situation. Yeah, Almost everyone he, he sees as a girl. Because you know what he is? He's the hype man of the party, you know? He's running around. He's doing too much things. He's smoking here, hyping everybody up over here. He's drinking over here. You know what I'm saying? He's he starts, that guy. He starts rapping. I forgot it, what he's... Not rapping, really, like, singing, right? He sings, like... like it's the it's Casper, a Casper song. song. Yeah, but he, like... He changes the words, though. And he goes, you know all the dope is ghost in town. The bitches all love me because I'm fucking Casper. <laughs> fucking shit. Casper. <laughs> what's up, Jenny? Casper what was... What here? Long time no see. Casper was telling. What do you want for telly for? That guy's got no bitches. <laughs> Where is he? Don't look for him. He's doing fine. He got a girl. <laughs> He's fucking her right now in Steven's parents' room. <laughs> so what you know, Joe? <laughs> What's she looking worried about that nigga for? <laughs> Go ahead. Hit this, y'all. <laughs> like Casper the friendliest ghost or whatever and then he's like but he oh, the, it to dopest like the dopest ghost, right? yeah, yeah dopest ghost Casper yeah. the dopest ghost in town yeah. talking about banging girls and, and all he, that but even though it doesn't happen for him oh boy oh boy now but it happens because he gets up and he starts stumbling out of the bathtub yes let's be clear Jenny has showed up at the party but she's kind of passed out she's not kind of passed out she's is passed mm. out yeah she's knocked and you're looking at this and anyone who's watching for the first time maybe if you're not even watching for the first time but i was i'm like don't do it don't do it man pass out before that yeah i was even yeah. saying like to the director you yeah. don't make this choice and everything before this to be completely honest with you i was like look it's harsh but it's reality yeah i yeah. understand it but this this is the scene that does it because as you're building it up real quick i have 
my girlfriend sitting here, and, and I'm like, yo, she's talking about like how bad it is. And then it's, as, it's, as it's building up, I'm like, the worst part hasn't even came. She's like, what? There's more? Yeah, there's more. Yes, and it's bad. Like, this is... I think I could have done without this scene. I'll still take it because that's what... Not, I don't want to take it. You know, it's hard to say. But I know why they put it in there. They want you to feel a certain way. But, oh my god. Because if there's one character I'm rooting for, it's Jenny. Yeah. And... Yo, but it all comes full circle, though, too. Like, they all got AIDS. Yes, they all have AIDS. Rent style. They all have AIDS, but still, Jenny was raped, you know. Oh, yeah. But, like, this guy's going around, knows nothing, banging these people. And it's funny that he just gets his fucking friend AIDS, too, because his friend's a dumb fucking asshole, too, who rapes his girl. Yes. Bad guy. So, both Casper and At least they get their karma. Yeah. I just wish no one had AIDS, but it's it's tough. Um, it's real tough because I just I hope Jenny wakes up and tells them so they could stop the madness. I mean, when she wakes up, you don't. I mean, you don't know because the movie just ends. But like she, she has to. She's gonna know when she wakes up what happened. I hope so. Casper knows what happened. That's why it was like Jesus Christ, what the fuck? He might not know complete details, but he know he knew some fucked up shit happened that night. There's a lot of people to blame. We'll leave it at that. And and you're right. Casper just wakes up, just says, Jesus Christ, what happened? I have the quote right here. And that's I think the feeling of a lot of people watching the film. Absolutely. Yeah, it, it's one of these films that can, right. it, it leaves you with something. Um, was there anything else in the film you wanted to mention or talk about? Well, I'm not gonna sit here and like pretend that I'm like some film guru or nothing, but That's I feel funny. like if you're into films, the way this film was shot, just the way they did it and like the art and like each scene, the way they filmed it is so nice to watch and like it's so beautiful and you can appreciate it and even like in that time too, like because it came out what ninety five, you know, so it's not gonna look completely crisp and everything, but like it needs to stay in the way it looks, like. That's what makes you feel so like, are you like, yo, this this is a dope movie to watch because this is all dope. And like the scenes in between, you know, like the subway scenes, there's some nice cool scenes. But then like the real shit in it, it makes you feel so dirty and like creepy because you know it's real shit. And like, oh, this sucks. Like you don't walk away feeling nice, but you're definitely going to walk away feeling something. No, it's hard to talk about. It's hard to just be like. Obviously, ever I hope everyone watching has been like, this is bad. This is like not. Yeah, but you know what? Films like this need to exist. I agree. Because otherwise, people will always just hide away from their like things that are happening in society like this. Some fucked up shit. We don't like people need to face these things. Exactly. Like everything can't be like hunky dory and nice. And like I said, we're gonna have some films we talk about here that are really just like cute stories. You know, can't buy me love. Well, actually, that has some issues. But, uh, you know, there's going to be the breakfast clubs and there's going to be this, <laughs> you know, it, this important film. And again, it, Larry Clark already was established at this point, but he would go on to do other films. Harmony Corinne, again, just does so many other films. And you could tell why. Like the genesis of the their film careers comes from here. And I'm, I'm almost speechless because... This is the kind of movie that you don't know what to say when it comes to it. It's weird to say that like I enjoyed it. I'm glad no. I saw it. I, I feel like you can. I feel like 
you can appreciate it. Appreciate is a great word for it. Appreciate it. You know, it's definitely a good film. Like what as you said, it was the 25th anniversary. Mm-hmm. Didn't they just like display it in uh, Brooklyn somewhere? They yeah, they're like screening it. At yeah, they're screening it in Brooklyn. Unfortunately, yeah. they're not streaming it, like I said, or putting it on DVD or sorry, Blu-ray. Casper uh, won like an award recently. No, for oh, the, for the that film though. At the time, yeah. And when he killed himself, you know, it was weird. He had, I think, he had that award hanging up in uh, the room that he killed himself. So in. sad, and you know, I don't know what were his demons, but it is sad too when you see a lot of these actors who are pulled from obscurity and then. They're like, oh, Hollywood, I did a movie, can I do more? And then it doesn't work out? Like, that's depressing. Yeah, well, especially when you're, like, living that lifestyle of this movie, and then you get money, and you get fame, and you go to L.A., and, like... Yeah, you're not you ready know? for it. Yeah. Ah, uh, depressing, depressing. So, Jesus Christ, what happened? Great way to end the film, because it's just like, yeah, I agree with that. Definitely. So every week we do, we give out some awards. Some are going to apply here. Some are not going to apply here, especially with the content of the film. But first one is called the Wooderson Award. And in the film, Days and Confused, which I mentioned before, Matthew McConaughey was only supposed to be in one scene. Oh, really? Yeah. And he did such a good job that the director was like, I'm going to make you more of a part of this film. So we give that award to a character who you would have liked to see more of. Was there anyone here who... You would have like, oh, their story was a little interesting. They kind of touched on it a little bit. Let's see more of that character. I don't know. Got to think about it first. Maybe, um, I mean, they go into her a little bit, but um, I forget her name right now. But the Hispanic girl, you know, the the one that they're the reason they're going to um, to the clinic. Oh, Rosario Dawson. Yeah, character. yeah, Dawson. Yeah, I, I feel like, like see more of her in the yeah, film. You know, because she's the one who is most openly talking about sex and her escapades in those stuff and they i mean they never really go into any of those people or details but no I th- but i think clearly i mean she's becomes a huge star later on because of her performance here oh all. yeah i mean she was great too like she's just a natural so. yeah yeah I'll, I'll give you that i don't remember but that's what i like about this film too it's like raw like these all these kids were just like just straight up like the way they were talking and stuff like the new york accents were like on point like oh, everything was you know it was just just rawness, I feel like. Yeah, I feel like if you're familiar with New York, the inner city, this definitely definitely has a realism to it. Yeah, for sure. Okay, Long Duck Dong Award. Was there a character whose omission would make the film better? Would you delete anyone from the film? Did anyone feel extra, too much? I don't think so. The only thing I would delete from the film is, like I said, probably that, that last scene went a little too long. Yeah, I mean, if we could nominate time, you know, yeah. some of the time of these sex scenes are really long. Yeah. It makes it real, but we get it. If that was 10 seconds, I would have been like, oh, I would have felt yeah. the same. Yeah, I didn't need to. Yeah, absolutely. You understood what was happening very quickly, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I all agree with that. But maybe that's why they did it. Maybe because they wanted you to feel uncomfortable. Oh, 100%. You but I, I'm when honestly... you do it for like 10 seconds, you know? goes by quicker in your head it's easier for, for you to forget about it but when you're do- sitting there watching that shit for at least like a minute or at least it had to be at least a minute i had to be yeah i honestly uh, i that's think i was sitting been, there that's lingering in with you i, I would have been okay maybe that's why they did it i'm sure that's why they did it i would have been okay though which is brief yeah me too now this one i don't think applies but i'll ask you anyway so camera fry award so alan rock and ferris Bueller's day off was 30 playing a high schooler um, did anyone look too old or unrealistic as a young person here? No, 
but I, I think the the main character who gets the AIDS, um, Telly. Te- no, not Telly. Uh, the girl. Oh, I would say she looks the oldest out of them all. Yeah, I'm not sure how old she was. She wasn't that old. But no, she right? wasn't she old was either. She was like 1920. Yeah, so yeah. Like, yeah. But if I had to say which one looked the oldest, I think she looks yeah, the oldest. Yeah, but I, I still think But she it might just be like the haircut. True. I still think she fits in. She definitely oh, looks, absolutely. She definitely looks the most movie star of everyone, like, on screen. Yeah, yeah. Which is, she's not at the time, so it's amazing, but you yeah. can tell why she got so popular. She became a popular model as well. Yeah, no, nah, that makes sense. So, obviously, a very polarizing film. Uh, 46% of critics liked it, so... It's kind of like 50-50. But 77% of the audience liked it. That's surprising to me. It is, but it isn't because I feel like randos don't watch kids. I feel like you go out and have to seek it or someone shows it to you. So when you look at that spectrum, it's going to be a little bit higher. Yeah, you might be right. Because like I said, like the only reason I got into it was because of Mac Miller. And then like just seeing how hard it is to get a DVD or to even find it's crazy. it. Crazy, it's crazy. It was yeah, insane. So, on an A-plus to F-scale report card, what will you grade kids? Like, like if I liked it or not? <laughs> it's tough. I usually say enjoyment. I don't know, because, like like I said, like I don't like <laughs> I don't want to give it a, a good grade, because it's, I feel like people are just going to judge me on that. But I'm <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. You know, I'm going to give it, I'm going to give it an A. I like it. I like that film. I like that it creates uncomfortable feelings in people. I think more people need to feel that way. That's how you, you know, create change and shit. Yeah, I but mean, I hear you. It's definitely not comfortable to say <laughs> that film. I'm teetering. I think I'm going to give it a B plus. Um, I, again, I don't want to say I enjoyed it, but I definitely see the merit in it. I get why people don't like it too. I totally understand. That. Oh, absolutely. This is one of those absolutely. that, like, every opinion except eh to me would be acceptable. Yeah, I'd rather someone hate it. But I think it's well done. A hundred percent. Yeah, I love how it's shot. I love how gritty it looks it reminded me of like new york a lot i love new york movies maybe that's why i'm bumping it a little bit but it's it's intense but it's also well i don't what's your grade scale are you known as like a hard oh, grader or oh, i'm not like lately i'm not a hard grader but you're pretty lenient but like again something has to really be terrible for me not to like it but I, again, I'm the worst person for grades because I'm enjoying everything lately. But this is something different. Like I said, I think it's shot very well. I enjoyed those aspects of it. Is it disturbing? Yes. But it's not like I didn't have a warning going into it. If I'm just like, oh, what's kids? Oh, no, I would no, be like, no. no. I, d- I mean, I definitely gave you a fair warning. <laughs> Everyone like. did. Everyone on the internet yeah. was like, it's so polarizing. Again, the only thing I wouldn't accept for this film is a non-reaction. If someone was just like, eh. Yeah, no, there's no way. There's no way. <laughs> I'd rather, like I said, I'd rather people who hate it. Did you watch it. this with uh, with Nicole? No, no. How do you think Nicole would react to this film? That's interesting. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I feel like she'd be so heated after. It. Like she'd <laughs> be ready to fight. You're definitely going to feel something. Yes, I think it's a film that could cause people to judge as well. Judge the inner cities. Judge. Yeah, whatever you truly feel, is, that's, that's what you're going to feel. There are people. But isn't that what, isn't that what art should be? You know. I, yeah, make make you feel something. But there are people who left the city, you know, families, our families, you know, left the city. Well, I think where you like, I think that's funny. Where you go, like they they left the city to give us a better life, to be you know and more safer environment, anyway. better schools, or you know, quote unquote, or whatever, and all that stuff. And look where we ended up. Both well, of yes. us. We're in the city, but we're not back doing, in the city. We're not doing kids things. But. No, 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 absolutely not. You're right. 
But I think while well, we are drinking our 40s. But our parents 40s, weren't either. It was happening around them. I don't know. You don't know that. I hope not. Well, I don't think so. I don't think our parents were. I mean, some <laughs> of our aunts and uncles maybe. But Yeah, but I think there's some people who watch this and be like, that's why I left the city. Or, you know, and I, I don't like that approach either because I think the back of the DVD said it like, that could happen in any town, in any place oh, in America. Absolutely. It's not just a city story. Like I said, I've, I feel like I've seen some of that, understand some of that, and I grew up in suburbia, and that happened in suburbia. That wasn't in the city. That could, yeah, it definitely happened anywhere. All right, then, next question. So this is my sleeping bag question. I ask, I don't know if it really fits for this film, but you have to pick something. You're at this slumber party with me. Remember when you were a kid and you had a sleeping bag that had, like, Jurassic Park on it or whatever cartoon well, you were into? Sure. I, no, I, I, I never had a sleeping bag. But <laughs> well, I get where you're going. You, you're just going to bring, you know, the, the beat-up mattress. and the, <laughs> <laughs> I'll, bring, I'll bring a quilt and a, and a pillow. <laughs> but let's say you have to invent a kid's-themed sleeping bag. What does oh. it look like? I would go straight up, like, just with the... Like, kind of how they have the DVD and stuff, the kids with the font like that. All right. On it and I, I stuff, keep it classy. You don't want to get too crazy with that. <laughs> so this was Because the colors are nice and stuff. Oh, I love yeah. the art for this film. Like, if you look up Mac Miller's mixtape, the kids on it, it it's a nice-looking mixtape. Same, same, you know. You know even... nothing what the movie's about on it, you know <laughs> what I'm saying? But, like, it's nice. So uh, my sleeping bag pick, and I don't always pick one, I want, like, a like a 40 of old English. I want it to look like that, but with the... The, the black, like, plastic bag over it. Oh, and I like that. Bag. <laughs> I like that. Wait, so, like, the whole bag, like, the plastic bag is, like, most of the, the bag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, the, know, the 40, he's just sticking out a little bit. A little bit. Maybe on the inside line, yeah, lining, yeah. so you could see it a little bit. <laughs> yeah. I, I wasn't thinking that creative. <laughs> I like that one better. Could we trade? Sure, sure. You can have that one. Okay, before we talk about important... Important goofy movie things. One more oh, question. Out about that. <laughs> One more question I ask every guest. If you and I, we are in this time machine and we can travel to... I don't know. Are, are you too young for Blockbuster? You know Blockbuster No, is? I know Blockbuster, <laughs> of course. Yeah, I used to rent video games and DVDs all the time at Blockbuster. So that's what I'm saying. So you and I were in a Blockbuster. Place. I even know. Uh, what was the other one? Hol- Hol- uh, oh. Hollywood Videos? Yeah, they had Hollywood yeah. Videos. They had all these yeah. chains. Cousin Matt liked Hollywood Videos. Who likes Hollywood Videos or Blockbuster? I always went to Blockbuster. Of course. Matt, Matt always went to Hollywood Videos. That's, yeah, I'm not, I'm not feeling that. But <laughs> so you and I were in this magical time machine in this Blockbuster has every dvd video has ever existed we're having our slumber party you got your your 40s you got your sleeping bag we're gonna have a nice little night we go up to the register we're renting kids kids is available at this blockbuster so it's different than other blockbusters and we see there's a sale and it says rent two movies get one free you know we're gonna have a night of it we you know we gotta rent two more movies what other two movies are we renting two movies do i gotta stick to high school movies no whatever, whatever i mean i could give you whatever two movies you want to see when we watch kids i feel like you're just asking me my other favorite movies i mean that's fine you could say that but you can say whatever you want so i'll stick to one more high school one and i said it on your other podcasts when i was on the, the yonkers one but american pie for sure i love american pie it's gonna be a weird transition from kids to american pie maybe we should do kids last Oh, absolutely! I don't think I don't think you can do anything but kids last. <laughs> All right, so American Pie. What else? Oh, I'll, you know, I'll keep it because because I just think that's funny, like jolly, jolly, like dark. I'll go Sandlot after that. All right, and cool. that's kind of high school theme. Yeah, that's in, that's in y- young that's, people. Have you sure. ever done the Sandlot? 
No, because I don't know their age. I think they're younger than high school. Yeah, bring me back to the sand. <laughs> I got a Sandlot shirt. I'm I ready. do too. You know that. I'll dress up as Benny the Jet. True. You, you, you can put me on the ground. That is both our last name. So, Cousin Pumpkin, as you like to be known, thank you for coming on the Slumber Party. Thank you for talking kids. Not an easy movie to talk about. Not an easy movie to no, watch. definitely. <laughs> but definitely, you know, I'm glad I saw it. It's, it's, I'm excited to do I think everybody should watch that movie. Like you said, health class. Perfect time to watch yeah, it. Yeah, for sure. Definitely you should show teenagers that movie because, like, what? Fucked up. Yeah. Throw it in their <laughs> face right away. Let them know what's real. <laughs> so let's talk Goofy Movie. I know everyone out there is asking about this. You promised to do a tattoo. The voting is in, but I'm going to leave it open a little bit more. Uh, yeah. So right. Yeah, what if I trade? What if What if I get a kid's tattoo instead? No, you have to get a goofy movie. Tattoo. That's the rules. They're not. Gonna, you can get a kid's tattoo. I don't know. Now. I don't know how I feel about getting a kid's tattoo, anyways. Yeah, they, that might be. <laughs> Just get a the Virgin Surgeon tattoo team. Oh yeah. No, great, don't I, great idea. Definitely don't do that. No, but you uh, you did Scouts Honor. You promised our no. Yeah, I'll get a tattoo. That you I'll would, get a tattoo for you, Brian. That you would do not just a goofy movie tattoo. That you would accept whatever the slumberers out there voted for. And that's what kind of cousin I am. <laughs> and I appreciate it. I appreciate it. You're a man of your word. But right now, what's winning? By a, a fair margin. A fair margin. Can you pull up the numbers? Because I want I want to see the real numbers. I want to see if there's because I know where you're going with this. You want me to beg and plead to change the tattoo that is gonna be on my body forever. But I wanna know what my real chances are. Okay, I'm gonna pull up the numbers for you. But it's all right, because, you know, we're Mets fans, and I believe in our first championship. Miracles could happen. <laughs> okay, so I've pulled up the results. Yeah, this 40 got me feeling nice. <laughs> <laughs> I pulled up the results of your Goofy Movie Tattoo. And guys, just a reminder, you can listen to that episode, our 100th episode of Yonkers Brewery, where we announced this. I dropped it. This would have happened already if it wasn't for coronavirus. They closed the tattoo shops for a while, and then you know how it is. Everyone out there knows how it is, but... Right now, almost everything got votes. Third place, though, with 6%, believe it or not, was High Dad Soup. I believe that. <laughs> I believe that for sure. That was the scariest one to me. <laughs> because, I mean, I know when we were coming up with the ideas, I threw that in there because that's just like, that's a major part of that. You know, like, yeah, people, that's it. a major scene that people remember. Yeah, people, I get you it. know, love that scene. But I definitely did not want that tattooed on me. So. <laughs> Okay, second place with thirty eight percent was Max's Powerline. Yeah, I'm down with it. <laughs> that's the tattoo you you wanted. That's the one you. you well, I would have been. I had. I don't know what happened because <laughs> I like the Cheese Whiz guy. He's cool. He's whatever, and I like Cheese Whiz. I, we, I had it the other, the other day in Long Island with you for the first time in forever. Like the cheese in a can. Oh yes, yes. Yeah, and you know what? It's still fucking good. But somewhere changed. I think you like. I feel like you convinced me that it was going to be Powerline or like one of these guys. I did not convince and, you and, anything. And whatever. Either way, I convinced myself that it was going to be one of these guys, and it just fits my personality more. You know. <laughs> sure. <laughs> but you've alluded to it. Winning right now at forty six percent is the Leaning Tower of Chisa, which is the Pauly Shore character. Yeah. <laughs> eating cheese whiz in the. That's film. cool though. So if you're cool with it, that's what's winning. So. I mean, I guess. But all right, so what's the other one at thirty eight? Thirty eight percent. 
So you're saying I got a chance. You do have a chance. So do you want to make a plea for the slumbers out there? I'm, I'll repost all this to go on there and vote for Max that, that's, Caroline. That's, that's what you refer to them as? Slumbers? Yes. All right. My slumbers. If you ever want to hear me back on this podcast again. No, I'm just kidding. Because I'll be back on anyways. Well... <laughs> I was going to say, you're going to be back on because we're going to end the summer with a goofy movie. And no, yeah, I was like, I'm going to be back on anyways, whether you guys like That's where it will be announced, the winner. Um, no, come on. The power... One, I get I get it. I understand the the cheese whiz guy. The Leaning Tower cheese cheesa. Because that is funny and that is cool. But the power line, come on, that's a classic. You can still play Powerline. You can tell your Alexa right now to throw some Powerline on, and it's going to still pop, and it's still going to bang. So that's what I want for my, but my you tattoo. Just, you in, know? In your pop words. bang. In your words, you also kind of just says, cheese with still bang, so. Oh, no, it does. That's what I said. <laughs> I would be cool at the end of the day. <laughs> so there you go, guys. Uh, Give me pop- the Powerline. Pumpkin wants Max's Paralyzed. Oh, yeah, Max's Paralyzed. That's the second place. You don't want people to accidentally Max. vote for Paralyzed, which didn't get a lot of votes straight up Paralyzed. Well, that's a shame. <laughs> Max's Paralyzed, and I'm going to put this back Where did up. Bigfoot land? Because I would have been mad if you guys want to really rally, because you could you could re-vote. Throw all your old votes out. You could go on and re-vote and vote yes. as many times as you want. Exactly, you can. Bigfoot is my guy. <laughs> you don't want to do that. You're going to lose. <laughs> Bigfoot's in last place? Bigfoot is in last place. How dedicated are you guys as fans? Pull through. Yeah, I'll get Bigfoot, listen to a CD player all day. <laughs> well, now, now you're convincing Dance. people to vote. Whatever, guys, vote for whatever you want to vote. Make it interesting. But this is your last chance to vote. We're going to end the summer with a big Goofy Movie blowout. Pumpkin will be on again, and where I will announce the winner, what the tattoo he will get. And we'll have a little, uh, we'll do a little video thing. For when he gets oh, in. Oh, will we? Well, he gets Oh, we're going to be present Where are we for doing him. it? We're going to do it out here? Not, do it in well, the that's your choice. I, I, you've been generous enough with your, your skin. Oh, I'm going to find the most expensive guy. <laughs> no, don't do that, I'm going to delay this for like... Don't do that, please. We're putting, this on, we're putting this on the high school slumber party expense account. So... Uh, How much you got in there? We'll, we'll come to a... Cons- I want it to be good. I want it to be quality. I don't want it to be oh, like definitely. some guy with a pen in Brooklyn. Nah. Drawing like uh, you want to do kid style? We'll get some guy to come to the apartment, <laughs> find him on like Craigslist or some shit. No, we'll go to the park. I mean, I'm not we'll, against it. We'll go to the park. You <laughs> want you want to have a story to tell with this tattoo? You're gonna be the one with the story, but it's uh, it's now it'll be our story. Sure, fine. Thank you so much. As you wanted to be known, Gus and Pumpkin, for coming on. You'll be on soon again when we announce the winner here on Goofy. Movie. Wait, I have a surprise for you though, because right, we're we're ending this right. We're finishing up. Yeah, we're finishing up. All right. Is that what you're doing over there? Yeah. Oh, look at you on time. <laughs> What's going on? Well, you're already kind of... Well, you'll see in a minute. Relax. You know? I got just a little gift for you. If this is really... that. If this is related to kids, I'm very <laughs> disturbed right now. Nah, nah. Oh, nah. what's this? It's not kids. But, Ooh. you know, Live it's gonna be air. your birthday when this airs, so... Wow. I'm just singing happy birthday alone. All right. Happy birthday to you. What is this special? Cha cha cha. Live on air. Alexa, play happy birthday. Oh, she sucks. But yeah. Alexa. Yo, you better share that cake too. Damn, you got a good cake. Nice pick. Okay, let's do this. 
Happy birthday to you. You should have got Feliz Cumpleaños. <laughs> Yo, by the way, you're going to finish song. the 40. Okay. Thank you, guys. Woo! Alexa, shut up. <laughs> well, thank you, guys. This is, what is this, an Oreo cake? I think so, yeah. I guess. Appreciate I, it. Wow. I've I never had my birthday. I thought about it when I, before I took a shower, and I was like, yo, Janie, you want to hook it up? <laughs> I've never had my birthday celebrated live on a podcast, so thank you so much. It's the first time for everything. Woo. Woo. Well, thank you so much for coming on. I kind of want to eat some of this. Well, when, when you're talking about kids, you got to end on a happy note. Thank you, because when you said you had a surprise for me, and we're talking <laughs> about kids today, I was a little bit scared. Nah, nah. <laughs> well, thank you guys so much. I can't wait to enjoy my cake. Thanks for celebrating my birthday with me. With <laughs> I want some of that cake. Of course, we're going to eat it. Thank you for drinking that entire 40. And guys... Uh, go on our social media, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and find the voting for the Goofy Movie Tattoo. Last chance to vote. It's going to be announced end of summer. Yeah, do that. Let's make it interesting. And where, where are you at on that beer? Oh, I finished. You, oh, you finished? I it? had 22. All right. All right. <laughs> I got some fancy stuff in the fridge for you two after if you want. What a good cousin, guys. Learn from this man. Learn from this man. That's what we do. If you couldn't tell, he was fading kind of pretty fast towards the end there. Hey, that's what a full 40 of Colt 45 will do to you. Billy Dee Williams wasn't kidding. It works every time. And I'm dating myself with that joke. Anyway, (laughs) much love and appreciation to Pumpkin for hopping on and talking kids. It's a weird movie. It's an interesting movie, but I'm so glad I saw it. I'm so glad I got to kick it with him in his apartment and talk to him about it and him and Janie, his girlfriend, brought me a birthday cake. It was amazing. It was such a great experience. Happy birthday to me. This has been an awesome birthday, guys, and I'm so happy to be celebrating it with you on this Friday, on this Friday that is for fun. So just a follow-up, Pumpkin said it, vote for the Goofy Movie Tattoo. We're reopening the ballots, but that's going to be decided soon. By the end of the summer, we're going to have our final answer of what tattoo he's going to get. I am excited for that. That's for sure. But let's talk about Monday. Remember, High School Slumber Party is still, somehow, bi-weekly. Much to the surprise of most people who support me in my life. But I'm still doing it. I'm going to collapse before it stops. Now, I'll stop eventually. Don't worry. And hopefully I don't collapse. But Monday, we got another film. It's called Swim Fan. And our guest is one of my favorites, Alexandra Schroeder. What's up, ladies? Hey. Mm. My swimming buddy. Ben Cronin thought he had it all. Scouts are coming next week. It might actually happen, huh? Yeah. Can you picture it? Good friends. Oh, break a wand! I just remember why we broke up, John. But you couldn't handle me in bed, or? <laughs> and a bright future. <laughs> so, Madison Bell. Dude, she is so smoking hot. You know I'm playing on here in that little southern accent when she moans my name. I can't get this stupid thing open. Do you think you could? Take a look, yeah. What's the letter for, Ben Cronin? The letter is for swimming. Are you good? I'm okay, yeah. But he never imagined. What are you doing here? One moment. Okay, I want you to. Could change everything. Come on! Oh, honey, hi. Surprise. So great to finally meet your mother. Finally, you just met me. You want to pretend like it never happened? I have a girlfriend. Don't worry about me. I got somebody waiting for me in New York. 
You have 81 new emails. Picture received. Gotcha. Hey. Hey. This is my boyfriend, Ben Cronin. Amy just can't stop talking about her perfect boyfriend, even when I beg her to stop. <laughs> I know what you're doing. No emails, no visits, nothing. I'm with Amy. Ben, get back here. You tested positive steroids. I don't take steroids. Clean out your locker. You're off the team. Did it. I know she did. You're crazy, man. You're losing. Don't worry about me. I got somebody waiting for me in New York. She killed him. When I was with him, I pretended he was you. Paramedics just brought Amy in. She okay? Amy, where is she? She's not good enough for you. Swim fan. Starting to think you don't appreciate me. Oh boy, the music in that trailer. You could tell there's a ton of Jinkos in this film. Can't wait for Alex's take on this movie, that's for sure. And you could check that out on Monday. Really appreciate, again, you guys listening, hanging out in my pool, and mixing my drinks today. We're having the fun, fun kind of summer. It's been awesome. Despite the pandemic, we're keeping ourselves socially distant despite my fantasies of a pool party, and I love it. Shout out, as always, to my healthcare heroes out there. You guys are the best. Thank you once again for listening. And remember, life moves pretty fast. If you don't stop to look around once in a while, you could miss it. Should we leave you with another Mac Miller song from the same mixtape? I think so. Let's try to find one. Oh, this one has a great title. It is called Cool Aid Frozen Pizza. Once again, by Mac Miller. One last thing before I get out of here. I definitely wanted to do this. I felt bad not remembering his name while recording, but rest in peace, Harold Hunter. He was another actor in this film. Awesome skateboarder. Rest in peace, Harold Hunter. He was great in this movie. Later, dudes. (coughs) Kids. It's the work of art, I ain't talking Mona Lisa Dream of rocking crowds, see me filling up arenas And sweet, got me laughing like a damn hyena Yeah, I live a life pretty similar to yours Used to go to school, hang with friends and play sports Every single summer, taking trips to the shore And that was all gravy, but I knew I wanted more Ain't ever seen a young rapper like one Can't believe they eyes, swear it's just a mirage Still got my training wheels in the garage But I ain't gonna need those, I'ma go hard You're still here? It's over. Go home. Go.